episode 290, Cameron Gallagher, you're in a game. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, live limitless. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast, inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man. As a coach, keynote speaker, and best-selling author, it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best, the very best, the struggles, the action, and to share the real journey with you, what it takes to thrive as a man. Together we are stronger. Please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com and join the conversation in the Facebook group, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW. Get involved and I'll see you in the inside. Get to the podcast. Okay, this week is all about high performance man. We have Cameron Gallagher on the line here. We first crossed paths when he did his high performance, or high impact, I should say, high impact man summit last year, which was awesome. We got a good group of guys together. And that time, he's originally from New Zealand. I think when we did that interview, or we spoke then, he was in, he'll correct me, but it's Hong Kong, Asia, Singapore, somewhere like that. He's now in San Diego. He's all over the place. He's doing what he's got to do. He's the creator of the bold protocol which we're going to talk about he's all about power purpose and performance and having an impact cameron silly question but i always ask it are you ready to awaken your alpha today oh let's do it mate my 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 alpha was awoken this morning mate as soon as i knew i was going to be talking to you awesome is there anything you'd like to add or highlight what are you all about at the moment i thought it was lovely i mean well obviously your, your listeners probably can't can they see are they going to see this i can't see but I, I think because you've made such an effort and it looks so awesome and they need to see what i'm seeing i'm going to put uh, some little highlights or some little teaser trailers and i'll put that in the show notes as well something they need to see what i can see because well yeah that's right they, they should be able to see more. for those that don't end up seeing those i've got about uh, i've got about a foot of 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 like well, sort of mcdonald's bright yellow peroxide and hair on my head that looks kind yeah. of like the visual is an impact basically is what we're going yeah. and you are in a as we've, we're trying to clarify where you are you are in a black hole somewhere in san diego coming live from a black hole today That's it's impressive and you have to you have to see the video <laughs> or the shots on the show notes to work out what on earth we're on about your time is precious we you know everyone's time is extremely precious these days um, most of the things that I start listening to, I don't finish. So, um, why would you want to keep listening to the conversation Adam and I are about to have? So, uh, the first thing I think is, uh, I want to talk primarily like about how you can re-engineer your personality to become more successful. So that's kind of my area of expertise. So we're going to literally talk about, uh, you know, Adam's going to ask me to mention the bold protocol already, but this is going to, we're going to talk about, when we talk about performance, it's really about how can you re-engineer your entire personality so that you put success on autopilot. That's kind of been the, the thing that I've been obsessed about. So I'm going to share with you how you do that. Um, and so, and you'll get that, a lot of that from, from the story and stuff that will lead into it. But I think that's kind of going to be really important. If you're looking to become more successful, if you are a man, you're not a man, well, it's kind of interesting that you're listening to this, but if you are a man and you're listening <laughs> to this, then, uh, and you want to, you've seen people be more successful, um, there's a reason for that. I'm going to share a lot about that. Tell me all about, so your origins, obviously, originally New Zealand, we connected a little over a year ago, and you were bringing together a load of guys from all over the world for this High Impact Man Summit, him, which is quite handy, I'm sure you worked that out. <laughs> so, what got you to that point? Tell us a little bit about it. So I'm currently in San Diego. I'm in, uh, I'm in Vancouver. I don't like the winter, which is what I, I, we were talking about before the show. So about four years ago, I said, I, I'm done with winters. Um, I'd rather design my life in a way where I don't have to have them. So uh, I was in Asia, which is pretty fantastic for tropical weather. You don't really have a winter over there. It's just sunny all the time. 
and in recent times, I came to North America because there's more high, sort of higher end people here. So I tend to work with sort of six and seven figure entrepreneurs, um, and even recently Navy SEALs, which has been badass because there's quite a lot of Navy SEALs here. So um, I've been introduced to some Navy SEALs uh, down here, and I've been doing some work with them, which has been pretty cool. Um, and so yeah, I guess I just Canada hit winter. And I didn't want to be there anymore, so I came down to I came down here, um, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of I'll be off to Mexico soon, and just chasing the sun really, and basing myself with a high with a high impact where the big players are. What were you doing before this? Tell us a little bit about that phase, and the, and and obviously I'm sure as we all do the the struggles and trying to find you know your purpose and really kind of finding your groove as it were so so pretty much i was um uh, you know i talk now these days about sort of four stages of men where they go through so uh first stage i call it loser and that's where most guys start and they kind of they're, they're they don't really have a lot of confidence they're missing the kind of the core confidence uh and then ultimately if they can start to develop some core confidence and we can talk about how you do that um then they will you know build up to this level where I call leader, which is sort of their capacity to self-lead. Um, so somewhere around me being a loser and knowing that I was a loser and, uh, and, and really not really knowing how to be confident and, and, and do things for myself. One of the first things that I started investigating was uh, maybe living a life that I was actually interested in or that was I had compassion for. So ended up doing, starting going into coaching. I was, I was pretty miserable in my life at the time. So I ended up, started just kind of dropping out and going into coaching. So it kind of just happened that way. Um, then I guess, you know, from there, uh, there's an evolution and we've gone into more details of my story, but people kind of go from, uh, from leader into legend. That's kind of the step where once they've known how to self-lead, then they go into this really higher they start pursuing much more high levels of success, right? So um, that's kind of probably where I'm, you know, operating. That's a bit of an arrogance. Probably <laughs> 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 a legend. <laughs> there is really like once you've self-led, it's really like how can you then take over an industry, or how can you, you know, how can you put put a massive impact, massive dent in the world? And then the fourth stage is legacy, which is really when you're um, once you've mastered that phase of legend and doing that really doing something at a very 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 high level which most people never do because it's extremely difficult to mm. become a master to a very very high level in, a, in an area um, then you go out and then you have the capacity to go out and leave a you know leave a, a marked legacy on the world so uh, that's where you kind of get into contribution and stuff like this so so that's kind of like I consider to be the arc of a, of a man's development if they choose to go um, I would say that at this point uh, I've reached you know the first kind of point of mastery and it's um now on to the second which is like the next 20 years right which is like where you're back <laughs> to beginner's mind again even though you've kind of mastered near you start as almost start at the beginning again um there's been more than enough failures to write several novels on for sure it's been largely a process of uh running into walls i would say and just uh trying to then not slow down this, the pace of your sprint and then running straight back into the next walk. So it hurts. <laughs> it's no, there's no short up. There's no, you know, I've lost businesses. I've had, I've been over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Um, I had a, you know, I've been sued. I've had, um, uh, I've had a, I lost my health for a better part of 80 months. I'm currently dealing with an adrenal burnout because I was pressing my, you know, taking, trying to take my performance to a completely new level and blew my adrenals, um, which has taken five weeks and I'm only just getting back to, I'm hoping that I'm now in the, in the last probably five, six weeks of recovery, hopefully, if, I'm, if, I, if I manage my energy well. Um, so it's a constant, it's a constant failure process. There's no, you know, mastery is, is, is looks nothing other than a series of failures. I call my 20s the terrible 20s because it was just like 
or the train wreck 20s because it just seemed to be this litany of failures. And then the crazy thing is, then it suddenly all came together. And it was, I was like, say, how old are you now? Because it's hard to tell. You are a bit of a baby-faced assassin. I'm a very baby-faced assassin. I managed to keep the, I definitely keep the, um, the, the stubble on because if I don't, then I look about <laughs> 21. So I'm actually 32, Adam. We talked about failures there. I just want to dig into one of the ones that really stings that of the last, maybe of the last five years or so, where you really thought, oh, crap. It wasn't one of these, you know, like you said, many, many failures. You're like, this is a big one. This is going to oh, take. Yeah. There was, there, was, there was one, yeah, there was one massive one. So I had, uh, this was like, it was like 10 failures rolled into one. So it was like just failures on all sorts of levels. So I went to business with uh, one of my best friends um, who had, uh, you know, at the same time as I was in business with a, uh, one of the world's best neuroscientists in high performance space, um, ended up both businesses blew up. Uh, because I was overcommitted and we overcommitted to this one particular business, which we just didn't have the resources to pull it off. Uh, we put ourselves into a million dollar lease agreement, um, which basically put us both towards bankruptcy. Um, at the same time, uh, one of the people who were working inside of that project uh, essentially walked out the door on day one and then sued us. Uh, so that was fun to save that project. I managed to find somebody to essentially to save it for, for my best friend who put in a lot of money. Um, I managed to find a, uh, a consultant who was wanting to actually take it over. Somebody had a significant more experience inside of the business area that we were in. He ended up though, destroying my reputation to everyone, you know, worked nonstop for an entire year, uh, to try to make things uh, work and burned myself out, completely destroyed myself to the point where it took me nearly 18 months to recover physically. I was down to 130 pounds in weight. I'm six foot one. For those of you who don't know, that's about 64. I was my lowest, I was 59 kgs. How um, long ago was this, man? Oh, this was about four years. Yeah, and during that, I also lost $40,000 of my mother's money. Um, Ouch. So was, I say, was, yeah, the, the 40,000 was painful. The, the mother's money is the, the added, that's what makes it really painful. Well, yeah, and, and the contract that I, that I had successfully won with, with you know, literally the, like the world's best neuroscientists, you know, we ended up losing that too. So it was just like 10, it was like, you know, you want to combine like worth of failure and put it all in I just say, you had your mum's money, your best friend was in the business as well. It just, it just sounds like literally a perfect storm of out. We don't talk, I'm, he, the, the, his mind was poisoned by the guy who took the business over. So he doesn't, he no longer uh, speaks to me. So it was just, it was just absolutely catastrophic. It was just everything that you would want to happen basically. All rolled into so, one. but on, four years later, I suppose, this is the, the perspective where now you're like, well, if it isn't anything like that, it's just like, <laughs> Well, it's yeah, a failure, I mean, but it's not like your big one. Well, that's right. I mean, now it's sort of just, a, it's just sort of like, well, okay, whatever. That's just, that's, you know, this is the risks of the path you choose. If, you, if you're going to be courageous enough to, to um, I mean, obviously there are, there are a lot of lessons there, you know, like take some advice, probably get some better, better advice or better advisors before you go into business. It's a risky business, right? Business is risky. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, like they say, good judgment comes from bad judgment or good judgment comes from experience. Experience comes from bad judgment, right? And it's very true. Uh, and I think a lot of people are so scared of failure that they just don't ultimately put themselves in positions where they can lose. And that's a huge mistake, right? Mm. So, um, if anything, what I've learned is, and this took me a long time to learn after that experience was that, uh, you know, 
playing to win has, is really the only way to play the game. If you're not playing to win, then you're not really going to be pushing yourself. You really don't have a chance of ultimately getting the best out of yourself. So you can't get greatness without having risk. It's just, there's just no threat. And if I was to look back at it now, there's a knowledge and an, and an embodied wisdom for me of having gone through that and knowing that I've not only recovered, but dramatically increased my success, you know, and you see yeah. people that entrepreneurs lose all their money and then they build it all back in times 10 because they're just, if you know yourself as, because here's the, here's the, here's the secret. Here's the secret to success. I mean, everyone must know, literally just tell you the secret to success. The secret to success is your identity. That's the single most important element. It's not who you know. It's not who knows you. It's not strategies. It's not, it's your identity. It's how it's your self image. That is the key to everything. So for me to have, not only come through that, but now re redesigned myself, rebuilt myself, grown myself, and, and now to be more successful than ever. You know, what do you think that says about myself to me? What do, what do you think I'm able to look at the mirror and say, hey, you know, I know who you are. You know, it's like, no, one can take that away from you. You know who you are. And so, you know, you just become, it makes success uh, more natural for a personality like that. You're just like, well, you know, you could choose to quit, but you didn't. The fact that you persist and you stay in your lane and you just get better and you and you ultimately build yourself into someone who um, you can trust and you can believe in. And I think that's the most important thing, you know, like if I look back at why did that business fail? Well, it, did, it failed because I didn't truly believe, you know, that situation, I could go into that situation now and make it work. Yeah. But obviously, it's because I had the benefit of hindsight. But the most important piece in hindsight there was that I have now I have a, a level of relentlessness of my belief in myself, which is higher than you know, I'd like it to be higher. But it's higher than it's ever been. And I think that's you know that when we look at anyone who is, uh, if you look at anyone that you would say in your life has influenced you, and you'd say this is somebody that I look up to as as a model of success. Underneath, if you pull back the hood and you look underneath the hood. Uh, you'll see self-belief in spades. Yeah. Right. Well, you, you touched it there and it sounds like this could be more a situational type answer from what you were telling me there. But yeah. is there anyone, I mean, who helped awaken your alpha? You said about people, you know, you aspire to. Is there anyone or key people along the journey that really stands out for you that you thought actually they really either told me what I needed to hear at the right time or even from afar, you know, they've inspired yeah. you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I have a, like anyone, I have a coach, so like high performance, I've, I've been working with a coach. So, um, you know, I have, a, I have a great coach, a guy by the name of Shannon Graham. He's a very, very powerful individual. And um, he's certainly been uh, helpful and inspirational for me in terms, of, in terms of standing for the level of leadership that I want to be showing up in the world. And that's been certainly powerful for me. Uh, the neuroscientist uh, that I uh, worked with has also been huge. So uh, his name is Dr. Kerry Spackman. Um, and the majority of the the tools and work that I that I now or the skill sets that I now have have kind of originated with the work that he did in high performance. Uh, with uh, he did some work with NASA. He did he just did some really pioneering work in being able to awesome. redesign. Well, I haven't interviewed him, but I've, we've got Shannon Graham's interview from a couple of years back. I'll, I'll, I'll add that to the show notes as well. That's, uh, yeah. that's cool, small world. But I know he's based Santa Barbara, so not too far. Barbara, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, link to this as well. Again, you may have almost said it a few times. I'd, we definitely want to dig into the bold protocol, but is there a, a quote or an approach? It could be your own quote or that you like to live your life by or just something that really resonates. Well, my golden rule is never start the day the same person you were when you woke up. So that's kind of one that I think is, is a game changer for most people. 
Um, most people start the day the same, they go to their, their day the same that they were yesterday, right? Yeah. Uh, versus if you can have a, a structure which you use to transform who you are, you know, again, it comes down to this idea that uh, who are you? Mm. Who are you? You know, like, like really, who are you? Because that's what ultimately is creating your reality. What I like about that as well, like you say, different person, that's like the opposite to Groundhog Day almost. Even if you, you know, some people may be in a situation that may not be changing that much. If they are changing and progressing and growing, you know, they're not going to have that Groundhog Day feeling because they obviously, they're moving forwards. 100%. And I think if you don't operate from a place of, uh, like, it's crucial to, to be able to operate from a sense that, like, here's what happens when you are connected to that new idea. Um, you get to have the experience that you, anything is possible for you because you're a new version of yourself. You're a new person, right? And so I think that's really important because if you, if you go into your world every day with the same belief system that you had yesterday, how are you going to believe, really believe that there's a new set of possibilities available for you? Willing to, I say it really right. I'm like, well, you got to be willing to have the courage to murder who you were yesterday. Right. And people get really triggered by that. Like they get, they get really upset. I'm like, no, you have to, you have to literally, I mean, honestly, I, the, the way I got here, because here's the thing, Adam, I was weak. I was insecure. I was scared. I was a loser. You have to be willing to do what it takes to change those results. Now that doesn't, it's not a judgment. Being a loser is not a judgment. It doesn't mean you're worse or you're, you know, this is, I'm not better or there's, and I wasn't worse then, but I'm getting different results you have to be willing to put the fucking sword in the guy that you were. And that means cutting off from who you were, cutting off from the, maybe the relationships, cutting off from the, definitely the behaviors, mm. definitely the thought processes, definitely the way you feel on a habitual basis. And that's a brutal process, you know? And I think we talk a lot in personal development. I think personal development's fucked. I think personal development is largely bullshit. Um, and I think one of the reasons why it is, is because we don't get to the real fucking raw truth about what it takes to become successful. I say it's like it's watered down from more of a mass appeal, like softly, softly, gently, gently to try and get everyone on board. When it's, exactly. Yeah. And then look at how many people actually become successful. It's a tiny fucking percentage of them. And I can tell you right now that they operate with a completely different mentality. You have to be out there doing stuff. Now, I get that it's not necessarily that easy for people because they say, you've got to be out there doing stuff. Well, what precedes doing? Because we all know we need to do, but here's the reality. If you don't have the belief, you won't fucking do. And then you won't do, and that will reinforce bad belief. So the point is you have to start with belief, and you have to have a belief before anything happens. Um, people don't know this, but and, and it's, it's like, this, this works good or bad. So Adolf Hitler. Now, he's not someone you should look up to for success, obviously. The guy was pretty fucked up, right? Yeah. Had some pretty messed up parts about him. We cannot deny that man became one of the most powerful men on the planet. But here's the thing. He, when he was in the First World War, he was, he was called a like a trench rat or something like this because <laughs> he was so cowardly, he was so afraid, and he was so unable to deal with the reality of war that he would hide. He was so cowardly, he, he developed psychological blindness. So psychological blindness is hysterical blindness. 
happens when your mind can't deal with a situation that it tunes it out and you have nothing wrong with your eyes, psychologically convinced yourself you're blind. And yet what happened 10 years later, that guy nearly took over the whole world. How was that the same guy? Mm. How was that the same guy? Well, here's what happened. A doctor who was trying to cure him of his blindness, which he'd gone to the infirmary, tried something with him. So he said, in the corner of the room that he was in, there was a chair. And so he said, in the corner of the room, there's a chair. And I believe something. I believe something about you, Adolf. I believe you have a destiny to rise up and save all of Germany. And as you discover that to be true, you're going to see a chair in the corner of the room. And do you know what happened? The hypnosis in his mind broke. He got an entirely new belief system. He saw the chair. And from that moment on, he was fucking convinced of his destiny. He was convinced yeah. of his destiny. 10 years later, we know exactly where that took him because the dude was messed up. Yeah. The mechanism inside of your brain will work. It doesn't matter whether you're good or evil. Most people probably aren't going to say, look, Trump's pretty messed up too, but the dude still got the mechanism. There's a mechanism inside people that enable them to become successful. I call it the winner's switch. But he got that belief that was beyond, it was totally unshakable. You can do story after story. If you dissect any single ultra successful person, you will find examples like this. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, was, now we're talking. <laughs> he was mentored by a surgeon and he the, he'd won a couple of competitions and the surgeon said to him, the neurosurgeon, he goes, um, you should be, uh, you should start a gym. We'll get your money. We'll start you a gym and we'll keep it safe. You know, then you'll, you know, keep on your investment. What's Arnold say? He looks at the guy and he says, I'm not going to do an Arnold voice because I can't do it. He's like, you don't know the meaning because you don't know the meaning of ambition. Right? Get out. Get out. Don't take my two tears. So he, so he goes for it. And so instead of, instead of doing the safe thing, he went for the big thing because why? Because he believed, because he had this deep reservoir of self-belief. Now, most people don't have that. I didn't have that, Adam. So I had to learn how do you build it? How do you create? What's the mechanics of that? What could someone listening to this show, what would, what would be a good place to start in terms of improving their belief system? Absolutely. Look, it comes down to one concept, the concept I call neuroassociative conditioning. Okay, neuroassociative conditioning. Think about this. Whenever you have an experience, that, whenever you think a thought, you instinctively have an association that emerges directly as a result of that thought. When I say... Uh, what's a great example? When I say, who's, who's, one that ever, who's someone really sexy that everyone knows? Oh, Jennifer Lopez. There we go. Jennifer Lopez, right? Okay, so there you go. You think Jennifer Lopez? When, Adam, when I say sexy to Adam, Adam thinks Jennifer Lopez. Not as <laughs> You've caught it. <laughs> Just kidding. That's, you. that's true. Right? <laughs> so, so this is the thing, right? We have an association instantly and automatically. So when people think about their goals, they also have associations. So when a winner thinks about their goals, they have the associations of power. They have the associations of confidence. They have the associations of assertiveness, of authority, of, of the power of their discipline. They're focusing on their win. All this stuff comes up right away to their mind. Their personality comes right up. The best components of it are right away accessible. But for most people, that's not what happens. For most people, they think instinctively of the failures they've had in the past. They think instinctively of what could go wrong. And often we will have emotional responses we don't understand and that'll get in our way. But if for somebody, what they have to do is they have to go into training. 
they have to begin to understand they must train their identity. That their identity doesn't show up the same all the time. It doesn't, it doesn't always show up. They don't always show up at their best. And by the way, nobody does. We certainly train ourselves to be able to show up better and better and better and better. And so that's a, that's a conditioning process, much like going to the gym, but people don't think to condition their identity, to condition their belief, because it's largely invisible. So you want to stretch yourself, you want to challenge yourself, you want to reward yourself for challenging yourself. Um, you know, you want to set up, I, I get everybody in my world to set up what I call a training ground. So, you know, it was your house yesterday, it's not your fucking house anymore. You're now in a training ground. So one of the things that we can do, which is very powerful, is controlling the metaphor that we live in. You know, success is a training process. You're training yourself every single day. The most successful people in the world are training harder than you are. Like, are you training properly? People don't realize they need to train for success. They say, what's that? I'm just, I'm just want to become successful. Well, guess what? You only becoming successful is the last step. Yeah. That's the step you don't even control. You're not even in control of whether or not you become successful. No one can guarantee you're going to become become successful. No one can guarantee that what you're doing is going to work. No one can ever guarantee that. We don't have that power. But what we do have power over and we do have control over is training. And we yeah. can train. And we need to train physically. We need to train physically. We have to train physically. Every minute, you've got to take care of nutrition. You've got to build muscle. You've got to build power. There's hormones in that. There's a power in that. There's a deep power in that. We've got to train emotionally. We have to learn how to have a larger emotional range, better emotional intelligence. We have to learn how to communicate better. Like we have to learn how to do these things. We have to learn how to harness emotions and use them for our own power to actually move forward and, and not have our emotions abuse us. We have to let, we have to know how to master and control and direct emotion. We then have to train mental. We've got to be skill building every day, future production capacity. You get paid for what you produce today. You don't get paid for, for just being alive. You have to fucking produce. And the more unique your contribution is, the higher you will get paid. So you have to develop a capacity to produce, which means you have to stick to one fucking lane for a really long period of time. And you have to get relentlessly good at it every single day, every day in the same direction for a really long period of time. And eventually what's going to happen, that final step is where you go, people go, holy shit, this guy's got talent. This guy's got skill. I'm going to throw money at this guy because he knows what he's doing. Well, guess what? There's 10 years of silent training that goes into that. You must train yourself to be character-based. You must train your character. You must train your ethics. You must train your, your overall sense of mission and purpose. Like that has to be trained too. People don't train that. So you've got to train all these things. And yeah, then of course you get to a point where other people will tell you do this and you're like, I'm not going to do that because I know better. I'm going to do over this way because I've trained, I've trained myself and I know what success, what success looks like. It's so weird because it just seems easy. I'm like, how can it seem easy? It seemed like it was impossible for so long. But training. Reality, yeah. <laughs> it's training, right? It's like if you can't bench press, you go to the gym for the, for the first day and you can't do 10 squats and it's like you've gone for six months and now you're just squatting on one leg or something. You know, it's like... It gets easy. Yeah. But on top of that, I mean, people listening as well, I think it's important to say it's that constant improvement, constant process, because it can get to that point where I think a lot of people, and myself included at some stage in life, where you, you get to that point, you think, oh, this is easy. And you, sometimes you can take for granted the training you've done to get there. If you don't do it on a daily basis and have it as a lifestyle, 
quite quickly it can go away and it is you know that's that constant application you're sitting now on the head so if it's not a lifestyle it's not your lifestyle just think about it like if it's not it's either your lifestyle or it's not success is a lifestyle and the lifestyle looks like training it doesn't look like maseratis or ferraris or fucking you know bugattis and shit like that that you see on instagram that's that's not the lifestyle the lifestyle is the training that's the lifestyle and if you can't fall in love with the training you will not become successful it's just that simple you know and i remember that was a huge shift for me when i fell in love with the work when i was like holy shit you know what working is badass and again we talk about conditioning neuro associative conditioning <clears throat> what is the association you have to doing the work is your association of doing the work amazing do you love it do you feel fantastic about the possibility of doing that or do you feel average do you feel like it's scary or overwhelming or shitty because here's the thing you're being driven by your mind to either go towards pleasure or move away from pain so since you know you have to do the work you need to condition your emotions so that you associate amazing positive powerful great feelings to doing the work you should want to do it right and you're gonna be so fired up after this call. You're gonna be like, "I'm a fucking work all day. I'm just gonna be." <laughs> all day. I said, "I've already done. I've already done my writing for the day. I might do some more." Where yeah, were you this morning? This morning. I mentioned it before. Before I interview as well. Writing the book is not is not easy all the time. And but the one thing you just gotta turn up and put at the bare minimum. I'm turning up. I'm doing the training, and I'll break through until you know you do get into the flow but I, I will turn up and i know it's not gonna be pretty each day but i gotta have that c consistency and i i know it's gonna get done identity and lifestyle those two things are super crucial so uh i just want to touch really briefly on the thing you said about people stop doing it once at work they forget about the training right so um the fact that you did people do this all the time they 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 get to a point they're like oh yeah woo, i'm so good because i'm getting all these results and they don't realize they're what i call their in condition it's just like if you're going to prepare for an athlete meet and you start working hard and you train hard and then you get and you show up and you're like, damn, and you crush it. And then you're just like, okay, cool. I don't need to train anymore because I, I, I know how to crush it. No, you don't. You're in training. That's why you that's why you crushed it. So you have to know that there is a pattern of excellence to everything and you won't give your best all the time because if you're not in condition, you won't give your best. It's that simple. So you have to know what it is that makes you give your best. You have to know what's going to bring the best out of you. And that is training, right? So people get complacent. They get so complacent and it's insidious because by the time they realize that they have to kick back into training, they've lost so much momentum. They've lost oh, momentum. Huge, oh, huge. Momentum is everything. And so you've got to constantly be turning your ceiling into your floor, right? You've got to constantly, you got, you hit a peak, bam. That's the moment that that peak becomes your floor. Celebrate briefly and then bam, it's now your new baseline right? Because too many people lose the fight. They fight mm. until they get to a certain point And then they're like, oh, great. I don't want to fight anymore. That sucked. That's the wrong mentality. Mm. Success is a fight. You are always fighting. There is never a time where you're not fighting during success because the second time that you are, the second that you are is the second you're being complacent. It's that fucking simple. You see it happen to champions. You see it happen to people get to the top of the world and then they're no longer there and they never come back. Your standards have got to keep going up. This is why like, I, my, one of my favorite people that I've been doing a lot of research into right now is Colin McGregor. Colin McGregor, not Colin McGregor. Right? <laughs> His brother <Because> Colin. <laughs> right? The guy's yeah. a fucking warrior, right? And so it's like understanding that if you're not in warrior mode, then you, ha you, you don't have a shit show of being able to get what you want. But then, of course, then we flip over to you've got to be your king as well. You have to know how to receive. 
You have to be able to feel good enough to get what you want. It's not just fighting. Mm. You have to also expand your capacity to receive. You have to, have to train yourself to feel good enough to say yes to yourself, to give to yourself, to take care of yourself. You know, I recently screwed up my, when I pushed my performance, I screwed the balance up. I wasn't taking enough care of myself. So, so it's like this, there's a lot of balances. You, you, have to, you have to balance caring with yourself. You have to balance pushing like a warrior. You have to balance recovery with exertion. You have to, you've got to, you've got to learn these yeah. things. Have we covered most of your bold protocol or do you want to just clarify, summarize some of the bold protocols? We've hardly scratched the surface, man. Okay, so uh, let's just, no, it, it, surface, aware just, of our time, brief summary of the bold protocol, some of the key points, or just, you don't have to cover them all, just some of the ones that you think are really relevant in the time we've got. Yeah. So, so look, I mean, there's three phases to every, every, if you want to build an entrepreneur's lifestyle, if you want to build a successful person's lifestyle, the first thing you got to understand there's three phases to it. One is the first phase is performance. The second phase is execution. And the third phase is expansion. Um, there's nuances to each of those things, right? Performance is everything you do to get yourself into that zone, everything you do to get yourself into a place of limitless self-belief. So you have to have, you want to have a mechanics for that. So we talked a little bit about that when we talk about associations. What are your associations to everything that you do? Um, how can you, uh, you know, ultimately focus on what you are really good at, focusing on your wins, focusing on uh, developing incredibly powerful self-talk. Listen to how you talk to yourself and change the way you talk. Like actually, actually, focus on changing the way you talk create anchors get cool songs and create cool songs and link up songs to to, to your best state i love this let me just drop in with a practical one hand yep. zimmer time inception soundtrack yep. on loop that's my writing zone just then you've got songs for connecting into your warrior so songs for connecting to the killer oh man there's so much to cover like we, you, please learn how to activate the killer. You've got to find the killer. It's not, poli it's not politically correct, but the killer is what you need. The killer is the one that part of you that has the one part of you that has the strength to take you to success. Like I'm, oh, think, I'm thinking Eminem, you only get one shot now. <laughs> that, that's definitely a great start. Yeah, absolutely. And like, we, can get, we can get really crazy. You've got to, you've got to tap into your dark side. So performance in a lot of ways is tapping into your dark side and, and, and the part of you that's beyond pain, the part of you that will endure, the part of you that will not, um, you know, if you can start every day by going to that place inside of you that is, is not afraid of pain, that actually just wants to fucking go to war and is ready to get hurt, is ready to fuck eyes, ready to do whatever it fucking takes. You've got to get to that place inside of you. And you can do that. I recommend doing that by choosing pain. Choose suffering in the beginning mm. of your day. Go to the gym and choose to suffer. Force yourself into the mentality of suffering and do that over and over and over again until you're immune to the idea that suffering is a problem. Suffering is not a problem. Suffering is a problem for people that think it's a problem. But suffering can be your, your key to liberation. Suffering can be the way that you liberate yourself from your old self. And that's a gift. That's an incredibly powerful experience to give to yourself. So choose suffering. Choose it consciously. When you know you can choose suffering and you do it by choice, that builds a very different self-image. That builds a very different identity. And I keep saying identity is what creates success. What's the identities that do? That's an identity that creates success. Yeah. And I think it's sometimes when people are sort of held back by fear as well of this worst case scenario type situation, if you're constantly practicing, you know, the pain or the suffering or even some cases practicing poverty for a day a week or sometimes fasting as well i know a lot of top achievers do that as well and they're like well is this the state that i so feared boom and they, they you know they can they know whatever happens they're going to be okay they've got it covered they can handle it their capacity is there
That's great. And that's it. It's all about that conditioning, right? Um, and then, <clears throat> so that's kind of performance execution. You want to be, uh, there's a few things. Execution's a tunnel. It's emotionally draining. It's emotionally disorientating. And so in that execution tunnel, you want to master your self-talk. Super important between nine and five, pay real special attention to your self-talk. Always do your major flow activities and the big things at the start. Never put them after the first task. If you do, you'll lose massive productivity. Always go into it with this idea that you've just got to get one thing done that day. Just start with one thing done that day. If you just pull off one good thing every day, you're going to make so much progress in a year because you'll improve how good that one thing gets. So just start with one thing every day. It's very, very simple. Also, only set 90-day goals. Don't set bigger than that. Always set work on a really, really difficult, impossible 90-day goal every 90 days. That's what all the top achievers do. Mm. If you don't do that, then you're missing out. You have to stretch. I'm not putting myself to but yeah, 90-day goals, I, I concur with that 100%. Yep, and it needs Needs to be impossible it has to seem impossible because if you're not set if you're setting a goal that seems reasonable to you at day one then you're totally not taking into account all the growth that you're going to go through over 90 days so you're shortchanging yourself <clears throat> so that's really important um and uh and then make sure and then i talk about the execution iteration cycle which i mentioned which is basically you show up you get your ass kicked you iterate your response and your strategy. You see what, what could work better and then you attack it again the next you day. You just do that on loop every day, which is why it's so important that in performance, you're choosing suffering because it makes it immunizes you to the difficulties and the pain that are going to show up inside of execution. Then inside of expansion, then basically expansion is all self-love. It's how do you care for yourself? How do you build up yourself? How do you actually, you know, that's your relationships. That's your relationship with yourself. That's taking care, investing in yourself. That's actually... Um, meditating, that's is taking care of worthiness, that's, you know, enjoying yourself, that's the joy, that's the quote-unquote balance, there's no such thing as balance, but there's, you know, everyone chooses their own balance, but it's the shit that makes you happy and lights you up, that is super important as well, that will expand you, so, um, you know, that's, that's kind of like a brief summary, and then in there, we want to layer in a bunch of neuroassociative conditioning, we want to use uh, what I call emotional supercharging, want to redesign yourself and stuff. But that's like those, if you just implemented everything I just said, I mean, shit, you'll be, you'll be ahead of 99% of people. Awesome. I've just noticed the time, mate, it's absolutely flown. So I'm going to start bring it all together with a, a very brief alpha round. So I want to start that off with, is there a particular book or I'll limit you to two books that over your life, over your lifespan has had a, a big impact for you or now more in more recent times, something that you recommend to people to read? Yeah, go and read The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. I think that's a pretty important book for everyone to read. I'd say just, just yeah, Obstacle is the Way and uh, Ego is the Enemy. Those two things are pretty, pretty both Ryan Holiday. Who books. do you recommend I interview next or out of your network, your connections, would you, who do you think of when you think Awaken Your Alpha, that he would be a good interview for the show? Uh, Alan Torres. I recognize that name. Tell me why. Uh, he was on the summit. Um, interview about social dynamics. The guy, is, the guy is the king of social dynamics. Love it. I like the specific subject. So, yeah. yeah. I'll get him. I'll tell, I'll tell him uh, <laughs> you sent me. What's, uh, what's 2018 all about for you? Uh, well, we're launching highimpactman.com, which is exciting. We've just been in the purchase process for that for the last four months. So, that's finally arrived. So, we'll be launching a blog, and that's super exciting. Uh, and then just moving, continue moving forward through the Vault Protocol, uh, pro possibly uh, launching a book uh, at the end of the year, um, Wired to Win, that's sort of in debate. Um, and yeah, those are, that's, that's a lot of stuff. We just, <laughs> just those, you know, want to talk about more because that's, uh, that's already a lot of stuff. Well, hey, when the book does come out, whether it be this year or next year, you have to come back on and let us know all know about it and dig into that. And I, I, you know, I'd love to help. When's your book coming out? 
<laughs> May, April. <laughs> no, I'm not. There's not a specific date yet. Publishers involved. So it's taking a little bit longer, but then I thought, but it's, it's yeah, I've got to get it right. Turning up and doing the work. So it's uh, it's coming. Yeah, April, May. All right. Well, I hope we gave a bunch of value to the audience today. Um, yeah. yeah. If they... What's the best way? If people want to connect with you and find out more, what's the best way? It's Facebook, which is Facebook. Uh, dot com just yeah. under the yellow here the big the big yeah. bright yellow well i want to so. touch on this and I, I like i like this aspect that we can use this almost as a a practical what what people use for limiting beliefs to hold them back you know when i go and obviously to check get grab something just get them the most updated information on you there's no website you know this is and lots of people say oh i'm going to do that when i set up the website i'm going to do this when i get all the pieces of the puzzle in position and i love yeah. that about you know so many times people use. I have a, a six-figure business with no website. Like, well, yes, yeah, so many times people use this as an excuse. Like, oh, I need yeah. this piece of the puzzle. I, I'll do that when, when I, be, you know, I'll become that man when I've achieved this. Whereas I like, you know, you, you're doing the. If it's producing the results, then that's the yeah. important thing. For yeah, that's no, great for for everyone. Just just fucking believe. Find a way to do whatever it takes to believe in yourself. It doesn't fucking matter. Just give yourself permission. I think that's the other thing. Give yourself permission to succeed. Awesome. We'll leave it there, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Cool, man. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this episode. I really do appreciate it. And I know time is the most important asset we have. Please do subscribe and leave a short review. Head over to ayalpha.com to get any goodies that are going on the website at the time. And Awaken Your Alpha with ALW the Facebook group and get on the inside, join the conversation and please do support the show. I recommend it to your friends. This is the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies for us all to thrive.